Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, it's me. Oh, no, Luke Robinson, that's me. It is me. Let's start over. Hey, again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. And Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. That's Luke. I'm not editing. Luke over there. No, no, no. Don't edit that. People, people know we're idiots. If they, if, if, in, unless they're listening for the first time, and now they know we're idiots. Yeah, it didn't take but the intro to figure it out. <laughs> you, you had me at the intro. We used um, to call ourselves idiots in the intro we had before Locked On Bama when it was talking Tuscaloosa. The, the whole intro called us idiots. People knew exactly what they were getting into before uh, before the show started. You know, it would be cool if we could and I cannot do this if I could figure out a way for us to have some kind of other intro or like a musical intro. Um, but I don't know how to do that. And I'm (laughs) too stubborn and or lazy to figure out how to do that. So I'm not planning on doing that, but it would be cool to have like a, you know, a radio call of the second and 26 play or something like that. I just, it's not going to happen. So I don't know why I even brought it up. Maybe before, before, for every week, we will Google Ryan Seacrest AP Top 40, and whatever the number is that week, we'll sing it. I'm down with that. No? I, I can handle that. <laughs> I suggested um, it, and I'm not down with that. That would be like the worst <laughs> idea ever. But it's interesting. It'd be a great way to keep up with what the number one song is. But other than that, other than serve a whole lot of Now, Jimmy, I don't know if you're cutting out on their end or my end, but you are definitely cutting out. Uh, are are right. you doing one of those things where you're swapping, you're walking down a hallway, or you know, going into sort a of, sort of? Something? I'll uh, sort of. I'll, I'll, I'll get near a window and get uh, stationary. Okay. Um, all let's right. first Proceed. of all talk about. Let's first of all talk about all of our good friends over at Nyco Sports. Uh, some more great news. Nyco Sports is back sponsoring. Locked on Bama, and we appreciate that. They have a Tua Tungavailoa football. This is a fully embossed, fully sized embossed football with Tua's image, his stats for all the records that he set for Alabama, the SEC records, and the NCAA records, uh, including many of his college career highlights and awards. This football is only $99 and a portion of the proceeds, and this is critical, portion of the proceeds are being donated to the Make-A-Wish Alabama Foundation. This is a limited edition football, so you have to call 1-800-345-2868. 1-800-345-2868. And you can order it online if you want to at nicosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O, N-I-K-C-O sports.com. And you can check them out and just let them know that you heard it about uh, heard about the Tua Tungvalu football right here. From Locked On Bama, my buddy Julio called me the other day and told me he wanted to sponsor us again, which I was thrilled to hear. And just a good guy. These are good people. Um, You can get the autograph. You can get the football autographed as well. So uh, that's all very good stuff. So, Jimmy, um, we'll sort of bounce all over the place right now. There are, You know, it's funny. There are mock drafts coming out, not daily, hourly. I check CBS yes. Sports. They usually have three a day. I'm I'm not shitting you. This is crazy, and I love it. Um, but where I want to start, and we can talk about draft, and that's what we'll do up leading up to the draft. But you know, we need to give a tip of the cap to um, 
to Nate Oates, who's been killing it on the recruiting trail. And um, Alabama's been, you know, picked up the transfer from Yale. That's been, that's huge. Um, they've gotten some nice commitments, uh, you know, not the least of which is Josh Primo. And they've moved in the top 15 of recruiting. And they're still not done. There's another kid that's going to announce here, I don't know when, but he just reclassified uh, to the 2021, to the 2020 class, I should say. So uh, that, and Alabama's in there on him. Um, but I, you know, a lot of people think he's went up at LSU. Which, you know, when you're facing off against somebody who clearly makes strong ass offers, it's going to be a tough pull. Yeah, it's tough to recruit against strong ass offers unless you make one yourself. So, I, I good and Nate wants him, then I want him. I, I'm just saying, may, maybe I'm not greedy enough. Maybe I'm not sabinized enough. But what I'm saying, we, we're bringing in five really good players. We're currently, assuming everyone is back right now, we're at 16 players for next year. Now we fully realize that some of our players are leaving. But uh, I'm just saying, I, I'm, 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 I'm good with what we project to be the roster next year. Uh, I, my, my fervent wish is that we have 13 guys, players, whichever 13 of the 16 that we've got. I just want 13 guys because I'd like to see Nate Oates with a roster and not just have to piecemeal it together with whoever's healthy and available, you know, this week. So uh, uh, I, I don't want to be too greedy. I, I, like, I like what we got so far, but in the end, if, if Nate wants them, then I want them too. And while we're doing this podcast, literally, while we're doing this podcast, I believe uh, Cam Woods will be making his college decision. Now, I don't know where this is headed. Um, I actually had the opportunity to talk to um, a coach. I won't even say where the coach was from, what the association is, because I don't want to get anybody in trouble here. But I had an opportunity to talk to a high school coach. Uh, that's not at Pinson Valley. I won't say he was never there, but he, he's not at Pinson Valley now. And uh, he and I were talking about something business-wise, but he, uh, I brought up Cam Woods, and he said, you know, the thing about Cam is he's going to have trouble getting his shot in college. That's what he thinks. He said in high school, he can get his shot. That's That's fine. He said, but he just believes – uh, with his size, and he's like me. Um, I, he's listed at six one. I don't think he's six one. I don't. I, I've seen right. the kid. I just don't think he's six one. Um, that's what he's listed at. I bet he's at. not. And, um, I bet he's not. But, um, but and and I'm I'm sitting here on his Twitter page, Kim was Twitter page, because I follow him on Twitter, and I, um, God, you know, he's got his highlights posted up there, and he, I mean, you, you wonder like, how can somebody say he's not going to get his shot? Uh, but it's just the the it's weird. Basketball can be weird like that. Like you can have somebody that's uber talented like this and that just scores buckets all day, but it coaches just don't think it's going to translate to the SEC right. level. Now maybe it'll translate to some other level. But um, right. you know, if he took a preferred walk on to Alabama, I'd be thrilled with it. To oh. be honest with you. Oh, you love I, I would be I would be as excited about Cam Woods walking on as I would be about these other kids that are accepting scholarship offers in the sense that I just don't think you can get a walk on more invaluable than a kid with his skill set. So I, I would be really excited. Uh, a couple of things because you know more about about the Cam Woods situation than, than I do. Are you aware of who his finalists are? If he's announcing uh, today, this afternoon, I mean, do you know who? 
who has offered him? I mean, would you be aware of that? It wouldn't be SEC schools, right? He's not deciding between yeah. Auburn and Ole Miss, right? No. I mean, no. So um, he probably he fact, probably doesn't have SEC offers, correct? That that's my guess. I've tried to find out. I mean, I've I've done some research right. looking for who where he's going to go, and there's really um, not much out there. I, 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 not much out there. I mean, there's it, he doesn't even have a lot of stuff on his site. He he has. Uh, what he said was uh, about a day ago, he said three dropping at 3 p.m. Now, meaning his, his number is number three. So his, I guess right. he's going to drop his commitment at 3 p.m. And uh, even the Pinson Valley website has come out and said at 3 p.m. today or number three, Cam Glizzy, number three, will be making an important announcement. Um, so, I'm, you know, everybody assumes this is his commitment, by the way. He hadn't actually said, based on this, that he is right. going to to commit today. He just said there's going to be a, a very special um, a drop at three and it is past three right this minute. And mm. there has been nothing so far. Um, so I'm, you know, it, as we're going through the rest of the podcast, I will keep up to date with that because I'm going to tell you, I mean, again, I, I think he's a, a pretty special talent, um, but I can easily see where people would say, you know, I, I think you can, you can score and, and you'd be hell at, at you know, Belmont or Lipscomb or whatever. Uh, but it's, you know, as far as Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, LSU, I, I don't know. However, if he took a preferred walk-on, I'm like you. I'd be thrilled to death. You know, it reminds me of some uh, long-time, if you're a long-time Alabama basketball fan, you'll know who I'm talking about. If, you, if you've known the roster really well for 20 years, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, but the Cam Woods and Cam Woods' story reminds me of a guy uh, that got a last-second scholarship offer. This kid was on his way, I believe, to South Alabama, which is far from the SEC and not a premier program. But, you know, they've had they've had good teams and, and, and good players over the years. But this kid was on his way to South Alabama, and he got a last-minute offer from Alabama as a spot opened up, even though Alabama had already decided we wouldn't take him. But then a spot opens up, and and, and Godfrey, I think it was Godfrey, he'd had a, had a – uh, a spot in his heart for this guy because he's from his hometown of Mobile. But do you remember when LaFleur had a string of championship teams and several high major prospects that were signing with SEC schools? The point guard of a LaFleur team that finished something like 32 and 1 uh, and, and really fit the description of Cam Woods in every way was a guy named Brandon Hollinger. Do you oh, yeah. Him? Oh, yeah. That, that's who Cam reminds me of. And, and, and because of the pitch for why you would take Cam is so similar to why you would take Brandon Hollinger, who other SEC off and was on his way to the Sunbelt Conference. But he was the, the statistical leader, the heart and soul, 7A or at the time 6A probably, a 6A state championship team. And if you ask the coach of that team, like his SEC prospect, how are you 33 and Brandon Hollinger's one 33 and one. And, and hey, Jimmy, you took, Brandon, you, Jimmy, you're yeah. going to have to get closer to your window again. <laughs> I mean, I can't make out much. Can you? Yeah, it's still pretty awful. You're getting worse. 
This is the kind of extra podcast people pay for. Go ahead. <laughs> now, now. Holy cow. How's How does that work? That's a little better. Wow, what is wrong with you? It's not good. Still can't hear you very well. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. When we come back, Jimmy will have a, a new phone. All right, Jimmy, are you are you back with us? Yeah. No, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call. I'm gonna call in again. Is it okay? That's really I don't good. Why fades in and out? Stop where you okay. are. We, okay. Uh, All I'm right. And I'm out doors. Okay. Um. I want to, before we get into the next segment, I want to say again, thank you, Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O Sports. They are are doing a great job. They're great people. As I mentioned earlier, talked to my boy Julio. Um, He told me about this Tua Tungvaluwa football they have. Um, It is once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, 99 bucks for this football. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. It's very cool. And it's emphasized that some of the proceeds do go to the Make-A-Wish Alabama Foundation. So that's also crucial. Um, and there are all types of uh, great pictures and statistics and all of Tua's accolades on this football. He has the most Alabama uh, career passing touchdowns with 87, uh, the career NCAA record for passing efficiency. And also he, of course, was the uh, 2018 College Football National Champion and Orange Bowl MVP uh, the the following year, so a lot of things to uh, to be proud about from Tua. Obviously, he'll be going very early in the draft coming up, and it'd be very cool to have this football in your house. That number to call them is one eight hundred three four five twenty eight sixty eight one eight hundred three four five two eight six eight, or you can check them out at Nico Sports N I K C O Sports dot com and mention that you heard it here on Locked On Bama. So, uh, Jimmy, talking about the draft some more. Um, ESPN had a great story. I don't know if you've been able to read it about Jerry Judy that I had nothing. First of all, Jerry Judy just had a baby girl. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Yes. Very cool. Um, and he named the the girl, which was born like March 27th, I think named it after um, a sister of his that uh, was born with some birth defects and, and, and some ailments. And she wasn't supposed to live like a year and she made it to age seven. Um, and it, it was just a really heartbreaking thing for the family tells you a lot about the strife that, that Jerry Judy went through, but it also talked about some of his training regimen and who he trains with. Um, obviously from down in that area, he knew a lot about Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley, uh, that sort of helped him push him to Alabama, but he's also done some training work with Lamar Jackson uh, Antonio Brown, Hollywood Brown, who went to Oklahoma now with the Ravens. Um, so yeah, Jerry Judy's gotten some really good coaching and um, uh, some some good leadership uh, from from some guys who have had some major success in the NFL. And so I, I think he's going to be a huge pickup for somebody. And I can't wait to see where he goes. I really want him to go. That's where I was going to go with this. Where do you want some of these guys to go? What, where do their personalities fit the best? See, to me, when we were talking about Jalen Hurts yesterday, um, I think he Jalen Hurts being in Pittsburgh 
that seems right. Like he's just going right. to do what it takes to win the game. And I mean, you know, if it means he's only going to throw for 27 yards, he doesn't give a shit. Um, I think that's a that's the Steeler mentality. Jerry Judy to me screams New York Jets. I mean, bright lights, big city, biggest stage, uh, fun, and um, embraces it all. I think that's the way he'd be. Could not agree more. And uh, my 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 feeling is that's where he's going. I mean, I I think it's the most likely place. I think there's four very likely spots for Jerry with the Jets most likely. I would say the Jets are most likely, followed by the Raiders as the second most likely, the 49ers as the third most likely. And though they would likely, I think they would surprise people if they took him. I think it's conceivable he could go as high as nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I I don't think, I think that's less likely than going 11 to the Jets, 12 to the Raiders, or 13 to the 49ers. But cannot agree with you more that. The Jets is the fit for him. I, I think New York City would love Jerry Judy. I think he would enjoy playing there. Uh, he would have a decent quarterback. One thing about Sam Darnold is he hasn't knocked my socks off yet. I think he's been good for a young quarterback, and he has the potential to be really good. But my understanding is Jets fans really like Darnold. He he seems to be really popular in New York, but what he doesn't have is a playmaking wideout. I think the Jets were last in touchdowns in the NFL last season. They need to get in the end zone. That's why I think, even though you can make an argument that Ruggs or even C.D. Lamb could be drafted ahead of Jerry Judy, I like the Jets taking Judy uh, as the first wide receiver off the board because the Jets need to get in the end zone. And, and to me, when I, I think of Jerry Judy, I think about touchdown catches and uh, and getting into the end zone. So I, I love it. I'm rooting for it to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with the, I'm, I've never been, you know, I think you mentioned you were a Jets fan. Uh, I, I've never necessarily been, you know, a, a giant Jets fan, but I would be with uh, Jerry Judy and Quentin Williams and CJ Mosley, you know, in New York. All right. I did on mute there for a second. Let you go. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think he'd be a great fit there. I love it. Um, and I kind of dig rugs to the Raiders just exactly. speed, speed, speed. Um, I think that's a great fit. Uh, same to, reason. To, same reason. I, I love it. When I think of the Raiders and wide receivers, I think of, okay, they're going to take the fastest receiver in the draft. Yeah. Well, that's Ruggs. And the Raiders moving to Las Vegas, playing for Gruden. Uh, pretty exciting. So I, I'm rooting for the same thing. And I also think there's a good chance that it happens, that, Ru- that Ruggs goes to the Raiders at 12, though he could also go to the Niners at 13 or the Jets at 11. It's really weird that those three teams are picking in a row, all right about the spot where all three should go. And and my feeling from knowing uh, the NFL, uh, as I do, is I think if you ask the Jets, Raiders, or 49ers of the three receivers, how do you stack them up? They probably stack them up three different ways because even though all three are great players, they're all a little different in what they bring to the table. Yeah, I think CeeDee Lamb may be the best combination of, of all the attributes you want. Um, but there's no doubt Jerry Judy's the best route runner. There's no doubt Henry Ruggs is the fastest and probably has the highest ceiling. I think we've seen – I mean, I I think Ruggs can be the kind of guy that with a little bit more coaching, um, he's going to be he, – he could be a perennial all-pro. And I think the other two guys are going to be really, really good too. Um, 
but I think Ruggs does have the highest ceiling of them all. Yeah, I totally agree. And and Ruggs has the dominant trait, that speed. He's got dominant speed. Judy and C.D. Lamb have really good speed, and they're not small guys. But but the only thing Jerry, Judy, and C.D. Lamb do that's dominant is they dominate high-level competition. And, and, and that's what they've done from day one in college is be a dominant player even against good players. I mean, the last we saw Jerry, Judy, he was torching Michigan. And uh, you know, Michigan's good. Michigan's good, especially defensively. I mean, that's the kind of athletes that Judy's going to see in the NFL. And uh, and Judy torched those guys. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think any of the three are great. I got nothing at C.D. Lamb. Just imagine Jalen Hurts. Good luck that uh, Jalen Hurts got to throw to not only Judy and Ruggs in college, he also threw at C.D. Lamb his senior year. So uh, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, picking Jalen Hurts picking schools that have a uh, solid talent at wide receiver. Yeah, and meanwhile, uh, Cameron Woods, I guess, commitment watch is still on. I, 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 I mean, there's nothing's happened. I, I mean, this is crazy. I, and I know that's kind of the thing is to be fashionably late to your own press conference about uh, where you're going to commit. But it's now 319 Central Standard Time, and I hadn't seen a word from Pinson Valley. Last minute offer. Yeah. Last Maybe. minute offer. Could be. Could have been headed to the stage to commit to uh, UT Chattanooga and uh, the the head coach or the principal's going, uh, Nate Oates is on the phone. Yeah. So for I mean, everybody laughing, no, I don't believe that's what's happening, but that does happen, particularly in football. There have been many, many, many podium switches due to literal last second offers. That does happen. Yeah, it, it could happen. And, and there have also been some times in Alabama football where a guy's going to the stage to commit, and uh, we're like, hey, uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, that's true. Also, I had an SEC coach tell me one time that uh, uh, a player was going to commit to to Tennessee, I think it was. He's going to commit to Tennessee, stand up on the podium. already told Tennessee I'm coming, told the other schools he wasn't, stepped up to the podium, now it's time for the big announcement. Gets nervous and says, I'm going to Alabama. Yeah. And that's what yeah. happened. So <laughs> never changed his mind, never informed anybody. He literally yeah. told the coaches afterwards that he got nervous and, and what came out was Alabama. But he had already decided on Tennessee, and, and t- this was years ago, but uh, had told the coaches at Tennessee, Alabama, and all the other places, hey, I'm going to Tennessee. And everybody's like, all right. Then he steps up there going, uh, I think it's, it's Alabama. Wow. Alabama and Tennessee were both pretty surprised. Yeah. Ended up being a really good player, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take one more break, and uh, then when we come back, we'll wrap the show up. Okay, so uh, another thing that's that's uh, been happening is that uh, Bama Online specifically has been previewing teams for next year, uh, opponents for Alabama, uh, essentially, and um, today was was Auburn. And um, I was a little shocked. They got 10 players coming back, 10 starters coming back. Yeah, and I was a little shocked by that. But only four on the offense, and their offense just really wasn't that good. I mean, I know they beat us in the Iron Bowl. I know blah, blah, blah. But they had two pick sixes, (laughs) you know? Well, I I have a hard time. I'm the worst person to ask about Auburn. But I have a hard time believing that they're going to be really good. Uh, but I, I will say that they, they always 
defensively, they they come up with some dudes that, that surprise. So defensively, I'm never too shocked that they're that good on that side of the ball. To me, it's all about the offense. And uh, and I'm a Bo Nix believer in the sense that I see Bo Nix as a gutty guy, a guy who kind of finds a way. He'll, he'll find a way to beat you. But how he's not going to beat you is with his five-star talent. Uh, I, I just don't see that yet. Uh, it might develop over time. I think in the end, to me, Bo Nix has a Jake Fromm kind of ceiling, you know, th- that he hasn't. He ain't Jake Fromm yet, but I think he's could possibly get there. But Auburn's going to need some help at running back and wide out. And, and I do think they have some running backs now on the roster. I mean, I like DJ Williams, uh, the kid they have coming in from Georgia Tank Bixby. Uh, he's going to be a good player. Uh, you know, so I think they'll be decent at running back, but I'm not sure what they have at wide out and uh, a, a question mark forever under Gus Malzahn is the offensive line. Sometimes they cobble it together and it's pretty good, but almost think as the offensive line goes, so goes Auburn. They're either good up front, so they're a good team, or they're bad up front and they can't score. Right. Um, so, but it, it's, I was a little shocked to see they only had – they only they 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 only have four guys coming back on offense, but then I remembered, yeah, their whole offensive line, which wasn't good, is gone. Yep. Yeah, and I think their offensive line was better last year. I mean, I think they'd improved with that year of experience, but now they're all gone. I'm not knocked out by the personnel that's slated to be in those spots. Uh, I, I think see Auburn is very average. Offensively, I don't mean terrible. I just mean average. So for them to win ten games and and mount a, a really good season. They're going to have to be really, really good on defense, and and I doubt they have the personnel to be really, really good. But but they'll be they'll be difficult to deal with on defense. They, I know they're they're good up front, uh, with Big Cat, um, the kid from Birmingham, Miller. Uh, you know they, they'll they'll be good up front, uh, and and pretty decent at linebacker. Uh, I, but I, I don't know their personnel yet enough to be too vocal, but I'll say this, based on what I know about personnel coming back in the West, I put Auburn fourth behind Alabama, LSU, Auburn fourth ahead of uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss, although Mississippi State uh, could be interesting because I think Mike Leach plus K.J. Costello alone is worth a few few wins. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I'm, but I'm right there. I, I would put Auburn behind LSU and AM myself, uh, based on what I believe everybody's got coming back. All right, Jimmy, I, uh, you were having some more phone trouble there. So I think we'll call this one a day. And I'm still, there is still no announcement from Cam Woods. I, I mean, I really thought, oh, this is kind of cool. I'll have like the announcement, we'll have instant reaction. And it's 324 and nothing. Nothing. And, 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 and he's, he's almost not certainly, it's, it's almost. Crazy. It's not going to be Alabama, folks. We're not no. saying stay tuned. It's going to be Alabama. But like Luke, I do think there's a possibility he chooses to walk on at Alabama, and that would be a home run for the Tide. Oh, there's no doubt. I would take that all day long, and I think he'd be the kind of – I think he'd be, he could be an Antoine Petway type story. I really do. Yep. Um, a better scorer than Petway. Maybe not quite as clutch. I don't know. Petway was about as clutch as they come, but um, a better scorer than Petway for sure. Yeah, Petway wasn't a good score until we needed a score to win a game. Then he became a great score. <laughs> That's right. He was shit. He was Michael Jordan then. I mean, he's <laughs> so. Um, all right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.